This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Here we go. Hour five of the G-Bag Nation on 105.3 The Fan. Bobby Belt is uh, joining us now, our Cowboys insider. Usually joins us 5.30s, but, you know, uh, on Fridays, we're in the midst of what you're drinking and uh, and what you're thinking. So Bob's going to join us here and talk to us about the Cowboys stories as we head into the off season and everything else in the NFL. And a good evening, Mr. Belt. How the heck are you? What's up, gentlemen? How are you? We're doing good. Um what do you got here? How, how sure are you that uh, that Kellen Moore will be uh, let go? Do you have a a, a a feeling one way or the other on this? Uh, I guess I, you know we were talking about that this morning on the the morning show. I, I don't know that I've shifted yet, which is I've got like fifty five percent he's back, forty five he's not. Um, I'll tell you one thing that's really telling. Yesterday afternoon, uh, when the Cowboys retained Dan Quinn and, and Pelissero tweeted that. Uh, Pelissero had thrown in there, so the Cowboys returned both their coordinators, which is significant because when it's coming from Tom Pelissero, it's pretty well connected probably to Mike McCarthy. You think he let uh, it slip? Well, that's the thing. Pelissero went on TV today and said, well, no decision's been made. It's a situation to monitor in Dallas. So yeah. Pelissero's correcting course today and saying it's a situation to monitor. It's a situation to monitor, and and I don't think there's any guarantees about Kellen Moore's future. But I would still say leaning, I I would lean slightly towards he's back. But I, I mean, it feels like a coin flip right now. Okay, so we were laying this out earlier. If you get a new coordinator, or in this instance, maybe Kellen Moore remains, what would what would be the tangible changes you'd like to see in a new OC or in Kellen himself if he's still here? Uh, I, I mean, look, if it's Kellen is back here, I don't want to see any more of this like consistent third and seven that they were putting the passing game in the last month to six weeks of the season with, the, with the first and second down running get, plays. That's that's one of the big things. Um, you know, it, it, it feels very it feels too often like and this used to be a joke about Linehan, but it, it feels accurate about Kellen Moore at this point, which is this, you know, everybody go to the sticks and turn around. Like just turn around, run curls, and and you know that'll be the third down play. And so, uh, I, I'd like to see. I feel like if you go back and watch the first several games of 2019, I don't think you're looking at the same scheme, and on on tape as to what you saw on offense this year. I, I think you saw a lot more creativity early on in Kellen Moore's time here. Um, and I don't know if they're just trying to find a, a a comfort level with Dak because of the turnovers or or what was going on. But um, you know, I'd like to see some of the early down. You know, or the early down runs get eliminated and just not so, you know, just I, I don't want to see curls and stop routes all day. Do you have any names uh, if they do indeed part ways with Kellen that, that maybe you've heard or some that you like? I know I tweeted out a few that I just done some homework on that I'd, I'd maybe like to kick the tires around and see if they'd talk with. But I don't know if you have any off the top of your head that you know that they might be interested in. 
Uh, I, I mean, my the first names that come to mind for me, and and I don't know uh, who who they might have interested in this point, just because of you know, they're I think they're still trying to wrestle with the fact of is he back or not. Um, I, the the first two names that have come to me whenever this question has come up is Brian Schottenheimer because he's in the building. Uh, I mean, look, he's doing the job that Ben McAdoo was doing, and it was a it, we thought for a time Ben McAdoo might be the heir apparent of Kellen Moore left. Um, and so Brian Schottenheimer would be one, uh, and then the other would be, uh, it, it could be easy to just say, elevate Doug Nussmeyer. He was going to call plays if Kellen Moore was ever out with COVID elevate Doug Nussmeyer and then move Scott Tolzien into quarterback coach because he's, he's been the assistant there and, and he's one of the few, you know, assistant to the position coach guys that they kept on was Tolzien. So, you know, if they wanted to just bump everybody up a spot, they could do that. Um, but outside of that, I, I mean, it's, it's a crapshoot and, uh, I, I don't know given the options that are out there right now, unless you're going to be able to go convince Cliff Kingsbury or somebody like that to come here and, and you take some shots there. I, I don't know that there's anybody that just screams at you that like, Hey, this is so much, this is a blinking red light. This is better than Kellen Moore. Um, I, I think you can be, maybe you could get something better out of Nussmeyer or Schottenheimer, um, but I, I don't think it's just blatantly obvious. Bobby, I mean, okay, I, I'm thinking about with Cliff, he's getting paid by Arizona. So if that's to the Jerry Jones, let's streamline, you know, kind of ideas. And, you know, so he's already getting paid by a team. You just have to offset that, mm-hmm. you know, with the making. So, you know, if Jerry's really being dollars conscious about his coaching staff, that would be. But do you think it is a a good idea to completely change this offense for Dak Prescott? Um, I, I think something has to change. Does it have to be a complete overhaul? That's what I'm saying. If, nah. you, if you bring in somebody, though, that, you know, like I say, at least Schottenheimer knows, I mean, maybe he could bring some wrinkles or some different <laughs> ideas and stuff like that to it. But he, you know, that the fact that he was in the building and watching practice every day and kind of working on this, mm-hmm. I wonder if uh, I wonder if that's the route they go. Even though I think bringing somebody completely in from the outside, you know, it worked with Dan Quinn. I don't know why it wouldn't work here. Yeah, um, I, I mean, look the, to that question specifically of do we do we want to you know give Dak a whole new offense or or whatever else? I mean, uh, the offense they have currently, they couldn't agree on option routes for half the season. Sure. And so, uh, and look, I mean, if if learning a new offense was was too overwhelming for your you know thirty year old seven eight year veteran quarterback, maybe that's not your quarterback. Um, I, I mean, I would expect that he would be able to pick it up. Um, and, and I know that there would probably be growing pains with it, but like I said, I mean, you're four years into the system and we, we saw way too many instances of, they couldn't even agree on which direction the route was going him and the receivers. And so to me, I, I, I don't know that that's as, as pressing a question as it may have been like when Mike McCarthy came on, because at that point you're talking about so much instability. It was consecutive years of all these changes of, you know, from from Wade Wilson to Kellen Moore to John Kitna to Doug Nussmeyer, like he was rotating his quarterback coach every year, four years in a row. Um, and then the offensive coordinator was changing. And then the head coach was changing. There was so much instability. We've had a few years of stability here on the offense, and and I, I don't think it'd be the worst thing in the world to have to change things. Yeah, Bobby. I mean, uh, I know you love Dak. His his calling card is the intangibles, the work ethic, the leadership. 
There, there's no question you get a new scheme, a new offense in here. He's putting in the work to learn that. It's more so the head coach maybe not wanting to go through that, right? Um, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know how much that would impact him because he's not calling plays so unless then, that's what it is that he plans to call plays. Right, so I, I don't understand why there would be uh, a reason not to go outside the building to try and improve upon this thing. I, I mean, one thing you could say is that it's not just your, I mean, your quarterback is obviously the biggest one impacted by it, but you're also talking about it's not just a, a quarterback consideration. Your your entire receiving core is having to learn new stuff. Um, you know, every everybody on the offense is having to learn, you know, uh, new terminology in all likelihood, um, you know, new plays, new concepts, everything else. And so, um, you know, it, it's, it's, more than just past him. So I guess if, if there was just a concern about the rest of the offense, other guys picking it up and just saying, well, look, we, yeah, Dak can pick it up all he wants, but if they're not going to, you know, be able to communicate correctly, let's not throw something new at, at guys who were, were having trouble, you know, getting on the same page with an offense that had been here for a couple of years. And so, um, and, and I mean, look, the, the offense being the same, uh, Mike McCarthy pushed back against that this week and said, it's not the same offense. We're not running the same offense that was run when Jason Garrett was here. You know, when when Kellen Moore spent two years with Jason Garrett, he said it's different, and it's uh, it, it's it's different terminology, or it's the same terminology in in a lot of ways, but but the actual scheme itself is different, and so uh, I, I think something like we said, it, it's it's the the tired line of like I don't know what it is, but like do something, something needs to be done, and and that's the case is that you can't just say run it back, you can't say well it'll it'll work out this year, we'll we'll go back, you know, four straight years of the collection of. Dak, Kellen, Nussmeyer, McCarthy, and it'll just work. Well, no, like, I mean, something's got to shift. When McCarthy says that, because I know you you also watch the the All-22 in the tape, do you think it's different? Um, Like I said, I mean, I think if you look at the first few games of 2019 compared to what we've seen lately, yes. It, it looks much more like, you know, what I, I felt like was the the offense that we saw under Scott Linehan. Now, Kellen Moore is a Scott Linehan disciple, I, and, and he called things – in a, in a different manner, I feel like uh, when he first got here, um, but it, but it looks like it's it, that's what it looks like to me. It looks like the same offense that they would have run in like 2018. Bobby Belt here with you on the fan. As we're looking at conference championship weekend, one of the topics in the morning news is how close are the Cowboys to the Eagles and the 49ers? I feel like they're pretty dang close within striking distance. Could beat them any given Sunday, but maybe a half tick back. Bob, how close are they? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's right. Like, uh, Babe said that to us this week. You know, like the uh, Dallas was a good football team, but the two best teams in the NFC made it right. Like, so yeah. I mean, uh, like the the teams that everybody kind of thought were the two best uh, made it. And, and and I thought I thought Dallas healthy and clicking was better than Philly. And, and I still think that that could have been possible. They they just they they were too inconsistent. But I thought Dallas's best game versus Philly's best game ends in a Dallas victory. So I, I don't think they're that far behind and. I mean, even with the struggles that they had on the road in San Francisco, short turnaround, um, they were competitive and they were they were in it. And so, yeah, I, I don't think that they're that far behind those two teams. And and you know, as Green Bay sits here and talks about you know purging Aaron Rodgers from the conference, and and you just kind of get a landscape of how things look. Yeah, I I don't think that the NFC is some daunting conference that it's like, man, you're you're in a really vulnerable position. Dallas is in a spot that if they can continue to improve, if they can get a tick better, then you know, they're they're in a really good spot to compete in the conference. You know, the other thing I had is uh 
what or, or question is, what do you make of teams that have made the playoffs two years in a row with double-digit wins? I, there's a lot of parity going on, and if if you make and miss, make and miss, I think you're one kind of team. But once you've made the playoffs in back-to-back years with so many wins, to me, that is predictive of you continuing to make the playoffs unless you go over a roster uh, overhaul. Sure, yeah, and I, I I don't think anybody even felt like twelve and five was something that this team was going to do when we were all looking at it back in August. Like, I mean, I think some people thought they'd have a winning record or or they'd be competitive, but I don't think a lot of people thought they'd hit the same record that they did the year before. Um, and so they they showed how consistent they are in that respect. I guess one of one of the ways that they are consistent. Um, but yeah, I think this is a. It's a good collection of talent, and and it's it's something that I think their biggest issue is just individual consistency among certain players, and and obviously Dak is at the front of that. And so if if you can get that sort of consistency, I think they become much more dangerous. And if you can add even more talent to it, if you hit on you know draft picks the way you did you know the last couple of years, then yeah, you're you're absolutely right. There is a a perennial contender in the conference. Bobby, it's uh, your final night before soda. Are you uh, going to just go absolutely ham? I don't think I'm going to go like super ham, like super aggressive. But uh, it makes it some steak too. I, I I will I will be I will be uh, downing good. brown That's, liquor. That's what I will be doing. I'll, I'll be making sure to get. Are you going to gonna, get like the, show up with like booze on your breath, all that when you weigh in tomorrow, like breathing on people? And well, stuff? I don't. I don't weigh in tomorrow. So tomorrow starts the the process, and so then it would be next Friday. Um, but yeah, if I was having to weigh in tomorrow, it, yes, I would smell like bourbon. So did you already do your initial weigh-ins? Uh, yeah, we did all that on what day did we do that? Uh, day, right? Wednesday. Yeah. yeah, I think it was Wednesday. Did you already, did you come clean with uh, what the what the initial numbers were? Or are we keeping those close to the vest? You keep those private, Bobby. I do. Yeah, don't tell people that. Oh, okay. All right. No, uh, what are the numbers? No, I don't. So we're we're aiming for sixty. That's oh, what we're gonna aim. We're trying for. to lose sixty go. pounds. There you go. Okay. So May. He, he they they believe it'll be early May. I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot for. Uh, mid-April. I want to be able to be <laughs> so caught up by the time we're at the draft. So okay. we're at the draft, and you're just like just loading up on like catfish meals and stuff like that. Oh the gosh, stock. catfish comes oh, out of the water, right. Brian. That's I won't right. eat that. That's right, you won't eat any of if that. If it comes out of the water, I don't eat it. So well, could we play a guessing game here uh, with your initial weigh-in? You have to lose sixty pounds. I'm gonna, oh no, I'm I'll gonna, tell, like I, again, I'll tell you what it is. But I want to play. I, I want to play a game. I want. Okay, I want fine. To play the game. Okay, go ahead. I want us to all guess what the initial weigh-in was. So I'm gonna I'm gonna start the bidding at two hundred and six. 64 pounds. Okay. Dawson? Uh, a, a, a 242. Broadus? I'm going to say 253. Okay, I like that. Wolchuk? 259. Lucius, would you like to make a bid? 260. Okay, very good. And who is the winner here? Bobby Belt? Eric Chiafalo. Oh! And what was your guess? Did you know? Did you guess? I don't even remember what my guess that was. That was the number, 264. You nailed it. Oh. Wow, so you're coming down to 204? Wow. Mm-hmm. And how yep. tall are you? I'm impressed with myself. Uh, six, six and a half. Oh, so what man. are you going to do at this, uh, when we go to the Super Bowl thing? Just uh, flex on people? Uh, how are you gonna- uh, I mean, Eric keeps going like, you know, ah, it'll be fine, bro. But like, uh, I I think that uh, I'm just going to have to, Wolchuk's going to have to keep me accountable. Keep me honest. You know, I got you, buddy. We'll be all right. You're going to you're gonna color more outside the lines with the <laughs> alcohol that week than the food, aren't you, Bob? <laughs> Uh, no, uh, yeah, probably like, like more, we're going to be committed to the food, but, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll I definitely am going to have to commit at least to one night of, of alcohol, but I'm excited about this. This is, uh, the food so far. It's, uh, the, the stuff I tasted. It's good. Right. And, uh, they're, uh, they're very, very helpful and supportive. Don't you hate vegetables and, though? 
Uh, no, I don't mind vegetables. Okay. I'm not Al Michaels. Oh, okay. Perfect. <laughs> Bobby Bell, yeah, an absolute Hall of Fame beast. Thank you for joining us. Uh, have a great weekend. We'll catch up with you Monday. Anything else before we let you go? Just that I love you all. Love you too. There he goes, Bobby Bell. And yeah, it's going to be great. Uh, we'll be out and about on the road twice in the coming weeks, not only for a spring training in Arizona, but the Super Bowl as well. Two trips to Arizona on the cards here. All righty. When we come back, uh, uh, Eric Chiafalo's birthday is on, and Wolchuk has been running to the production room and coming back giggling all show long. <laughs> Where are we going with this, Wolchuk? What's going on? Oh, uh, man, I've pulled the best of... Uh Bad questions. Best of the worst. Bloopers. We've got best of as we roast Eric Chiafalo next on The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Modelo, the markable fighter. Trick responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. All right, welcome back, nation. It is a birthday Friday here in the nation as Eric Chiafalo has turned 29 years old. His nose bleeding brother, Zach Wolchuk has prepared a roast for your listening pleasure. The segment here is brought to you by Soda, state-of-the-art, and the Frankels. You think there will be less big company trucks on the road because of gas prices? Think again. And those big trucks have insurance companies to protect them. So get the representation that won't settle for less. It's the Frankels, truckwreck.com. Here he is, Wolchuk. Thank you. Uh, We started to do this when we were uh, at nights with the nosebleed seats. And if one of us had a birthday, we like to just go back and find some of the mess ups or silly things that we've done and go ahead and make fun of each other and say happy birthday and i found uh oh some of the great stuff that we've we've had from eric over the last few years so i'm going to start off with the dumb questions and then we're going to make our way to eric not being able to speak if we're doing the dumb questions i'm I'm surprised we'll have time for anything else so i'm going to start with the questions and we'll see how much time we we have left can i ask you a question real quick yeah (laughs) Ben Simmons is seeking to return of a $1 million engagement ring. When that all happened? I didn't know that he got engaged. Is there a chance he's going to get that back? No. Zero chance. Has he taken your approach? Clearly not, because he's he's now a headline of a super, super millionaire that's trying to get this back. Uh, I I think you, my, I mean, the way I did it, I chalked it up to the game. 
Yeah, because they spent money to get to the game, right? If there was, yeah, depending on how early you pulled the plug on the engagement and how close to the wedding, was there a deadline of where, hey, if you if you pull the plug by this date, then you get some money back and deposits yeah. back or whatever for venues and whatever else. I Mine got pushed too close to the date. Mm. I felt bad. I didn't want to even really talk to her anymore, so I didn't want to fight for it. But Ben Simmons is here for the fight, man. He's and here for the fight. Him. One million. He's got more money than he'll ever need, and he's clawing. Yeah, I for, want that with his fingernails for that million. Yeah, that's awesome. Back. Kudos, bro. All right, let's start with the uh, questions. This might be the best Eric question, uh, the most cringy question ever asked. The history of 105 through the fan. This is radio row. A few years ago, we did pandemic radio, and we had our wounded warrior amputee. I believe this was a G bag of the day winner. <laughs> This was the awkward question from Eric Chiafalo. Now I'm curious. This is a. This is a. You guys are getting caught in the crosshairs on on, on this conversation we've had on our show. Oh, don't do over it over the last couple of weeks. I'm just curious. Uh, it, it, how do do you lose respect for any of uh, any male brethren who tells you uh, in confidence that in the comfort of their own home they will elect to sit to go pee? Now, BJ, we'll start with you. Is that is that something where it's immediate respect loss? Uh, no, because some of my friends are missing both their legs, so you can't really, uh, mm. uh, you know, give them too much crap about that. Sorry about the dog in the background. <laughs> Sorry, Sorry about the question. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness, Giafalo. No, no apology necessary, sir. I'm the one that should be apologizing. Yeah. To be fair, I mean, and, and we talk about just being like, hey, if I ask that question to all the guests, I should ask it to them too, right? Yep. Like when we fire off bathroom questions to females. That's because I ask all the dudes, so am I not supposed to ask the females? You that don't want to be a male pig. I will agree that I mean yeah. I will sit that's the Show worst prep, huh? that's the worst I've ever felt. <laughs> I tried to warn doing you. Is that the worst all time? That is the worst I've ever felt. Just, I felt really How early bad in the about show it. was that? We uh, pre recorded. That was a pre recorded uh, interview. That was probably towards the end. Yeah, um, I was, yeah, it was so at the end of the interview. So you got through the show okay then, we, right? We did, yeah. but that was, one stuck with me, dude. I, that was that was bad. Now, uh, this is Eric stumbling on the word. Uh, well, you'll hear it. But then there's also something admirable. Uh, that admirable. word tears me up. <laughs> what admirably? was the word? Admirably? Yeah, let's hear oh, that one more time. Oh, uh, just... yeah. But then there's also something admirable. Uh, that word tears me up. I think because I, I stumbled on that in it like multiple times. That Many wasn't times. the first time with that Many word. Many times. All right, here's another dumb question. We had Aaron Hansford, who ended up being a Dallas Cowboy for a moment, uh, from Texas A&M, and his college teammate, Jaden Peavy. They're getting ready for the draft, and they came in. We had them on uh, the nosebleed seats. They were prepping here locally, and uh, Eric had a bad question for them as well. Really? How much of a jump was it from Big 12 to SEC? Like, was it just a holy hell kind of moment when you guys were playing these SEC schools? I mean, we was already in the SEC. (laughs) (laughs) Man, I forgot about that, but I didn't realize how long A&M had been in the SEC. Long time. They've been in there for a while now. Oh, I feel like an idiot. We're getting ready for Rangers opening day. We have Jared Sandler on, and uh, I don't know if it was the phrasing or what happened here, but we had a little bit of a brain fart situation. Is this like the night before first day of school vibes for you? Is this like the most or one of the most excited eve of opening day you've like you've ever been? 
<laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Jared's reaction makes it even better. Jared will not let anything slide. No, he will kudos not. Kudos to him. That was the single worst question I've ever asked on radio. Oh, that was not bad. the most inappropriate, but certainly the worst. Rangers like, coming off 100 losses. How excited are you, Jared? Oh, well, like, to be fair, this was pandemic time, so our oh. opening day got delayed. So I was like, you're more hyped up for this opening day than ever. I just couldn't understand like how to actually say it. Right. Like, you've ever been? Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. All right, so we've had some Stephen Jones uh, debacles. Here was the first one with Eric bringing Stephen Jones on. This was hosting, I believe, with Mike Bassick the day after Thanksgiving, the first time that Eric had to ever interview Stephen Jones. Dallas Cowboys COO Stephen uh, Jones. (laughs) Oh, man. You want to talk about leaking confidence the rest of that interview? Like, when that's how you come out of the gates? Yeah. You, I stumbled out of the blocks. Yeah. It's like, okay, can we go ahead? Can I surrender now? No, I got another fifteen minutes to deal with this. Did that you was address not fun. that? Did you? How did you? How did you handle I that? I think one? I just moved along and uh, just just didn't try and make a joke yeah. about it. Or I was anything? just self loathing. Yeah, no, I should have. I should have made a joke about it, but I was I was too self conscious to even make the joke at that point. Yeah, well, it was tough. Well, I was filling in for the G Bag Nation. This right. was this was a big step here, and I completely botched it. So the next year, Eric and I are filling in for the KNC Masterpiece, and we have Stephen Jones on again. And uh, I brought in the interview this time, but Eric then proceeded to la- ask the longest question yes. in radio history. You know, one of the things, Stephen, I think most fans are um, you know, really curious about, not just with the Cowboys, but really a- across the league, <laughs> it's one thing that, that fans and, and people like to talk about is just – you know what the process is of of making these in-game decisions in the moment uh and, and it always really ends up falling back onto the plate of the head coach ultimately but the process involved how many people are involved in these decisions for example Greg Zerline, 59-yard field goal. Some people would say, hey, maybe you should go for it there or whatever it may be, or uh, calling a timeout or, uh, you know, any type of in-game, in-the-moment decision. And I'm curious, kind of, what is what is the process like? Ultimately, when, it, when it's in that moment, is it really just Mike McCarthy deciding for himself, kind of based on the knowledge he has in lead-up or whatever it is, just kind of a gut decision for him or are there people in his ear saying, hey, we should probably kick the field goal here or, hey, we should call the timeout here. W- what is it in game, the process like when it comes to making those sort of game management decisions? Well, you, you covered a lot of territory there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I love Stephen Jones awesome. there. Yeah. Or Stephen Jones. good. Stephen Jones. I did when we had our interaction with him in Oxnard. I did. That was like my icebreaker with him. Like, I was the guy that asked you the forever long question. Did he remember? Yeah, he laughed. Well, he probably didn't remember. I was talking to John Stephen at the time. He, he laughed, but it was probably more of a fake laugh, but it, it, it was a necessary icebreaker. I thought it was Kevin or Corey, one of those guys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, here is we, – we had Babe Loffenberg on at nights, and Babe still gives us crap for this because we haven't really asked him to come on in the afternoon a lot, but it's because he does Sean and RJ. Uh, but you had an issue with Babe's name. It's Babe, uh, Babe Loffenberg with us here. I got choked up there for a second, almost a little bit well, emotional. Many people do. <laughs> I thought you were going to play the worst one where I asked him if his name is Babe, what does his wife call him, and he responded with, well, I'm not married anymore. I was looking for Ooh. that one. Glad we didn't save that one. Yeah. Uh, Lisa Ann used to frequent on our show, and I've actually just slid into her DMs again to see if she's going to be on Radio Row. Figured maybe we can bump into her there. Good call. We had Lisa Ann on, and uh, outside of me pulling her number, Eric uh, wanted to ask some invasive questions, but he got a little nervous. 
good. That's good because here we we try to do the same thing. We try to blend the fun with the sports. So you might have opened up a can of worms. I know my co-host, Eric Giafalo. Man, I saw some of the questions he wanted to ask, and I thought, hold on, maybe we should tap the brakes here a little bit. Oh, let's pick his worst question yeah, well, because I know we're on radio, and you can't say too much, right? We're not swearing or anything. No, so we, right. we don't have that worst, luxury. I want to hear his worst question, please. The one that you told him he couldn't ask me. Okay, wait. So I actually have to save that one for last just because I think we're going to play word association with a famous athlete, and I'm looking forward to I'm sorry. I'm so discombobulated. Lisa, we literally had Emmett Smith, the, the all-time leading rusher on our show this time last week. I'm more nervous for this interview with you than I was with, with bleeping Emmett Smith. Well, of course, we have a much different relationship than you've had with Emmett Smith. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very true. Did uh, you say athlete on purpose? Uh, no, that was a com- that was that was wow. a mistake. That was that's just natural talent. Just, just man. <laughs> if that's what you want to call it. <laughs> yes, it was Lisa and the adult film star nine seven two. The funny thing about that though is, yes, I do have a different relationship with Lisa Ann than I do with Emmett Smith, but Walchuk doesn't. No, they're one and the same to me. Um, all right, here's Eric, uh, a jewel rip mid-question. I think this was Dalton Miller. This is also maybe uh, Lucius Alexander's favorite Eric moment. And at the NFL level, you need guys that are going to be able to cover. Now, um, <laughs> my other question for you is yes. in regards to, uh, and I apologize, I was mid-jewel rip there. Uh, I was, I was oh, mid-jewel rip right I there. I should have, I should have, <laughs> I was pandemic at home where me and my wife and my firstborn daughter are living at my parents' house, and I'm having to conceal my jewel ripping, not only from my parents, but also from my wife who didn't want me to do that. I had already asked a question. I thought it was Walchuk's turn. Turns out it wasn't. So then I got caught up. Uh, I got caught up in the air on that so one. So great. Now, I didn't think it could get better than the second inhale. You know? <laughs> yeah, you can hear it. And, and then, then you hear time. Oh, oh. It was fantastic. All right, here's the last uh, question that we have, and then we'll move on to some of the bloopers. Here is the cringy interaction that he had with the Eagles Radio Network's Elliot oh. Shore Parks as we went behind enemy lines. D- did you get a chance to see it firsthand? I know you're in the locker room. No, no, I, I did not. I did not. Now, okay. You, now, is that is there is there any like uh, is there a reason why? But you you heard this right? Like this this was well known pretty much the entire duration he was there. Correct. Once he started winning more and more big games here in Philadelphia, the uh, the nickname definitely stuck, and it was you know something they would do, you know it would be a nickname in the locker room. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, did you get a feel for whether it was 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 the most impressive part? Was it the girth, or or, or was it actually the tonnage? (laughs) What? I have no idea. I have no idea. (laughs) Wow, this a BDN situation? Yeah, this was Nick Foles and the. the hammer uh, that was rumored to be had. And Elliot Shore Parks is a good journalist. I figured he'd have a, a, a solid response for me on this one. He didn't. I wasn't prepared for the lack of response. And then uh, didn't I, you I ask him the question again? We had him on during over the holidays, didn't we? No, I played the audio. I for wasn't. Him. There. Oh, you played the audio, yeah. and I asked, "Is this the worst question that you've ever been asked?" Okay. And what did he say? He uh, he he didn't he know yes. where we were going. And then as soon as he heard the audio, he was like, "You know, I've." I didn't remember what radio station it was, but now I do, and I've often thought about that moment. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not proud of that one. All right, let's get to the quick hitters here. Uh, here's Eric not knowing how to do math. Uh, somebody texted in something not so kind. 
Shout out to the texter in the 469 who just texted in quite simply two words. Bad radio show. Three words, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to think I did that one on purpose. That was good. Uh, also, you'd like Scarlett Johansson to do something on purpose as oh, well. Oh, this is bad. I would let Scarlett Johansson fart in my mouth. <laughs> That was Ooh. a text that was read. <laughs> sure it was. Sure yeah. it was. I swear. Nobody would be that disgusting. Uh-huh. Uh, you also stumbled on the word honorable. In honorable of today's day. In honorable of today's well, day? Well, that's just me using it in the wrong, uh, the wrong context, I guess, or whatever. I didn't, yeah, I didn't use clues. the word appropriately. We also had uh, last year getting ready for the 49ers playoff game. We had on a uh, writer Oscar. Aparicio, and uh, Eric tried to bring him on and stumbled on his pronunciation. Let's uh, let, let's do this thing together, man. Let's do this thing together. We just inch closer and closer and closer to Sunday afternoon. So football horny, and uh, even more so now because we are welcoming in Oscar Aparicio's guns. Aparicio, I think I nailed it. We go behind enemy lines. He's the producer and the host. Better rivals. Sons and guns. That was a nice recovery. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, that's Sons good work right guns. there. You go on your highlight reel. The names, bro. I'm telling you, names crush me. The names are tough. All right, let's see if the uh, if saying senior citizen is oh. a good one for you. You'll become like a senior citizen. Uh, cine- oh, God what? dang it. <laughs> are these alcohol related? Re- oh, <laughs> alcohol related? <laughs> Unfortunately not, man. Cracking them over here. I haven't done the boozing thing on the on the radio until I uh, joined the G-Bag Nation. That's fun, right? Uh, all right, here's a tease that, Eric, I don't know what the hell you were trying to say. Netflix PGA show, The Insiders, about to get the bag, Snoop, Hot Dogs, Bob <laughs> Saget. I don't know where that was going. Oh, that, that was it right that there. Was I, don't, it. I don't know either. <laughs> Snoop Dogg, Hot Dogs, and Bob Saget. Sounds like it was going to be a, a hell of a sag. This was one of my favorite moments. It's right after the birth of Maya, Eric's firstborn. And uh, there's a moment. It's, it's pandemic radio. We're all at home. And it's just me. And I'm by myself because Eric is off mic and off camera. And all of a sudden, he comes running back in and he explains exactly what happened. My daughter, Maya, just crapped so hard that we had to run her under the shower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah she was probably anywhere from three to six months old at that point and uh it was our it was like a oh no this is this is going to require potentially a fire hose yeah too many wipes let's just it's yeah. blown up the back exactly yeah it's everywhere yeah. it was bad uh we had peaceathon and that tease damn you that's the jason garrett press conference and uh, they'll have more of that knc masterpiece peaceathon coming up next <laughs> peaceathon yes I believe that was a G bag of the day nominee. <laughs> the yeah. confidence in which I, I said that. I'm it absolutely was. Uh, USFL. That's a relatively easy thing to say, but Eric struggles with words sometimes. Congratulations to Panther Nation and uh, USL as freak me. <laughs> <laughs> this was on the G bag nation. Uh, we had fake words being used. Uh, and then last but not least, and it's the Boilermaker that I'm familiar with, is just, of course, a shot and a beer. Okay, that's what a Boilermaker is? Okay. Correct. And I, I always thought that was it. Is it any shot in any beer? I do believe there's a specificity, uh, or it's I'm sorry. Shorber, specific. right? Spe- specific, specificity? Yeah, that's oh, cool. Yeah. Specificity. Someone Google the word for me and what address it. Trying to the say? other person, let's figure out if there's any specifics. Something about some serendipity. <laughs> <laughs> I like to sprinkle a little specificity on my chicken tenders. Okay. Uh, but only when I'm at uh, Chicken Express. That is great. <laughs> That's a good one.
We also had a moment. We first started doing nights, and uh, Reginald Atatula, who's now, of course, with the Get Right, we'll mix, we'll mix with him in a moment. He was producing for us, and Eric asked us this question, and, well, Reg dunked on him pretty good. Yeah. One more thing. Uh if I told you an amateur porn shoot got a gas station uh, to possibly close. I'm asking, where is this gas station and how can I get there, baby? <laughs> it's closed. I, they're not. They're not. What state do you think it would be in? Florida. Uh, Florida. Rhode Island. Louisiana. You would all be wrong. Uh, and shocking news this evening. Kentucky. It's Milwaukee. Oh. That's not a state. Wisconsin? That's Wisconsin. The state is Wisconsin. <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> that was Man. like the last segment of the show, too. And you want to talk about leaving a bad taste in your mouth for oh, 24 yeah. hours. Oh, yeah. Uh, motorboating? You tried to motorboat and you had an issue? Huh? And just like they were motor, motor gosh, dog it. Modi boating. <laughs> and then uh, I didn't know you did this as a kid, but apparently you did. I haven't, I haven't peed the bed like that in uh, years. <laughs> happens and Months, then maybe. last one here what is eric trying to say have you ever fed giraffes before Ooh. giraffes dallas zoo, dallas zoo. <laughs> have you, you ever go. fed giraffes before <laughs> <laughs> thank That's you Wolchuk. happy birthday buddy thank you a brilliant roasting of eric chia follow on his 29th birthday all right when we come back it's time to mix with the get right see what reggie and kg have planned i do want to tell you you can register now for a chance to win a slot to play fan bowl 23 that's our paper football tournament it is back next saturday revolver brewing inside of texas live just go to 105 through the fan.com sign up for your chance to win a slot 15 hundo to the winner we're back with the get right next in the nation now with the mlb app you can get baseball your way Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Yes, sir. Welcome back. It is the G-Bag Nation. We have a couple of minutes here to catch up with the Get Right, see what they have cooking. Jump to 105thethefan.com. Register for Fan Bowl. It's back next Saturday. Revolver Brewing inside Texas Live. Three grand in prize money. Go to 105thethefan.com and, and sign up for your chance to win a slot in that Fan Bowl tournament. We'll all be out there next Saturday. Of course, Fan Fest is tomorrow with the Rangers, and I know baseball fans are stoked for that. Here it is, the Get Right, coming up with Reggie and C.A. this evening. Gentlemen, how the heck are you? Yo, what up? How's it going, man? Got you down. Well, we're doing good. Happy Friday to you. Mm-hmm. What's coming up on the show tonight? Uh, got a quick two hours before Boomer and Valenti kick off. The Boomer and Valenti will take over at 9. But for those two hours, myself and C.A. will get into quite a few discussions. We're going to see about creating some cap space for these Cowboys before the uh, for the offseason ahead. So we're going to do that right out the gate. And also, C.A. knows everybody, been around the block, so at 820, we're going to talk about how great Kareem Abdul-Jabbar really was. The you know, legacy. With, with uh, LeBron James approaching his his record of all-time scoring record in the NBA. That's awesome, man. I don't think Kareem gets enough credit. There's a number of guys who, as, as time goes on, don't. Has anybody ever had a shot in NBA history that couldn't be stopped? His, Not, the, the, the that sky hook. hook. I, I don't think I it's ever saw anybody. Dirk Fadeaway. The, Close. The, that's yeah, what I'm saying. There you go. I mean, Close. how many how many other can you think of, that's of the, the shots only that were just 
I'm sure, but, but, but that Skyhook, it, it never felt like that anybody really defensed that well. Yeah. To show you how great it was, no one has even tried to replicate it. The closest yeah, is that's Magic's fair. little baby Skyhook. Yeah. Nobody said, you know what, I'm going to add this to my repertoire because it's too hard to do, but he made it seem so effortless. I think the closest I can think of modern is just because KD is so long of a human being. He has a super high release, so it's hard to get to, but I mean, it's not the same as that Skyhook. It's, it's a great incredible. point about like nobody trying to replicate it. Like even with Dirk, yeah. people will people we've seen replicate including that KD. fadeaway, including KD, Luke. I mean, you name yeah. that guy. People are incorporating that, even if it's not to the level that Dirk executed it. But no one, no, no one's one. going all in on the sky hook. The level of difficulty on that thing, though, he made it look so. It's easy. amazing how much space he was able to buy. Because right. the way the arm and then and mm-hmm. then he, and then he went he up and, and then was. it's like the officials aren't calling it like you, you know contact was cool if he's blocking to get his arm up I mean there's nobody that could go up high enough to get it exactly send it on he was it. listed could get as, close enough to yeah, it he was listed as seven three but they said he was taller than that and, yeah. but more importantly like I said nobody's tried to replicate it yet he's the all time leading scorer in NBA history you would think somebody would have said, you know what, I want to score some points, and this can't be stopped. Nobody's done it. Well, he was more than just scoring, though, and I'm sure you'll talk about it. Yeah. It was a complete game, oh, you know, yeah. from Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and that's why Defense. his teams were so dominant. You know, it's funny that you say that when the sky hook, and then we watched, like, what the Mavs are going through with free throws. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I remember Rick Barry. Yep. Yes. Shooting, and he had, like, a, you know, 96% whatever. From his ankles. Shooting it underhanded. Uh-huh. Yeah, and you're, like, going, oh, wow, that if you figure somebody's making them at that clip, you should wouldn't, try wouldn't it. You try Right. Right. Yeah. Shaq yep. should try that. Oh, Shaq was the only player that I think was as unstoppable. Now, his window was like three or four years, mm-hmm. but when he'd catch it in the paint and then power down and blow oh, you yeah. off and then dunk it, it was it was real. Uh, well, yeah. yeah, I well, heard you. <laughs> well, nobody wanted to attempt that. You no, know, they were like, it works <laughs> for you, but it's not for well, me. The guy that even be Kelly Giannis, was like, nah. I mean, when Giannis gets the ball, like yeah, I mean, so we remember Doctor J. Yeah, 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 when, when he starts, when he gets the like, halfback yeah, dive going. Yeah, when it's like get out the it way. takes yeah. two steps and he covers like twelve yards. Yeah. yeah, and now and everybody underneath, everybody underneath the basket is like, oh, here it comes. They all get out the way. It's all move. It's a good point about Shaq, though. I am surprised Dwight Howard never. Yeah, that's great. Dwight Howard, funny enough, like we think of him as a big dude. Dwight Power, Dwight Howard is really about six nine. Yeah, wow, that's short. But he's got the the broad shoulders. Right. he's a seven footer. Yeah, exactly. But you see him stand next to LeBron. They are not very far away from being the same height. Dude, he looks like he's ten feet tall playing in this Taiwan league that he's playing. All right, here it comes to get right for two hours. Right, seven to nine. Yes, Boomer and Valenti for Lucius Alexander in the Pimp Cup and Carter Freeman, Wolchuk and Chia follow Brian Broad. Have a great weekend, everybody. We'll be back on Monday uh, until Monday at 2. You're going home with the G-Bag Nation, Eddie. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. 
Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at Bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.